Yes. It all began this week after I left y'all on Sunday. I flew out to Brazil for a conference. Man, God is moving in Brazil. That's where I was, that's where I was preaching at. That's our conference. It was, look at his serious face. No, seriously, look, the guy next to me, who's the, that's, he's awesome, Tiago Brunet, he's the coordinator. And look at my face. I noticed this afterwards. I'm going like, what is wrong with me? And like, yeah, yeah. So great conference, amazing. It was just, just look at this. God showed up, the power of God. Very influential people were there. Uh, eight out of the 10 top Forbes listed Brazilian billionaires were there. Influencers, political leaders, innovators, just um, people from uh, industry, you know, music industry, uh, movie industry. And so it was just wild. And we just gave the word. It's all about Jesus. We lifted up Jesus and the glory of God showed up and the power of God invaded that stadium. It was amazing. And so we, we, I did back-to-back -back conferences. We were with Tiago, we were Pastor Marco, uh, Peixoto in Rio de Janeiro, and then, and then in Sao Paulo, and uh, Obrigado. And that's the only thing I remember from Portuguese now. It's, it's, obrigado, obrigado. Breakfast, obrigado. <laughs> Good morning, obrigado. <laughs> uh, so you know, great stuff. And then my flight yesterday, I just got back like a few hours ago. Jason and I, you could tell you, our flight was delayed four hours. We were going to miss our connection, which meant we would have arrived in Los Angeles at one o'clock in the morning, and we would have driven up here. Things were we ran, and I'm not making it. My might we actually ran. We ran out of the flight. We started running, trying to get the flight, and we were some of the last ones boarding. So we didn't get a chance to eat. So I want to talk to you about my temptation. <laughs> arrived at San Francisco Airport about 11:28. Uh, got into the car, and I looked at Officer Crespo, who picked us up, and I and I fell into temptation. I didn't want to, I didn't want to. Spirit said, don't do it, my flesh said, do it. We passed by it in and out. I didn't want to. When we, when we, and we right, right next to Berkeley, because the in and out coming out of Berkeley, everybody in Berkeley is always, for whatever reason, happy. Hey. One o'clock in the morning, in and out munchies, it's a different crowd, right? This is coming from a guy who never got high. But you can tell, because they were all like, hey. But we did it. We did it, and, and I didn't want to do it, but, but I spiritualized it, because I didn't, what did I have? Protein style. That's right. That's the way you justify it. That's the way you justify it. So... I fell into temptation, but I'm going to redeem it and go to the gym today and work out and multiple times. Yes, I am, my brother. Don't doubt me. Don't doubt your pastor, man. It's going to happen. I saw God show up in Brazil, and as God is moving in Brazil, the Holy Spirit continues to deposit and say, fresh oil. Fresh oil. And I mean, fresh oil. Jason, we're not, he could, um, we're not, this is not scripted. I didn't tell Jason, like, yeah, hey, I need you to affirm everything. There was a move of God that we saw that both Jason and I went like, all right, there's something going on. There's a, there's a fresh anointing going on. There's a fresh anointing going on. That anointing is for you and your family. In, 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 20, some, in 20 minutes, you're gonna get one of these. So it's not like the bio has the power or even the oil inside has the power. It's symbolic, but in the New Testament even, old and new, but elevated in the new, 
You're going to take this oil home. And you're going to execute that anointing, that new anointing coming upon you. You are about to come under a new anointing. You and your family are about to do, you're about to see what you've never seen before. You're about to do what you've never done before. You're about to occupy what you've never occupied before. You're about to conquer what you've never conquered before. You're about to accomplish for him what you've never accomplished before. You're about to live for him like you've never lived before. The things you weren't able to do three years, four years, five years. How about this? This is going to shift you. The things that you weren't able to do three months ago, you'll be able to do in the name of Jesus for the glory of Christ. Somebody shout fresh oil. Somebody say new anointing. There was a man named David. David is an iconic character in scripture. He was the most famous king of Israel. He is so famous. His name appears throughout the New Testament. And even in the book of Revelation, the Bible says in the new Jerusalem, he will have a significant, viable, measurable role. That's how powerful and famous King David is. How favored he is by God. That David received three different anointings. Let me read it for you. You might want to take some notes today. Here we go. David stood there among his brothers. Samuel took the, what a name Samuel, love it. Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. That anointing right there is the anointing of what? Of assignment. Somebody say assignment. The first thing God anoints, it's your assignment. The first thing God anoints, the first anointing we receive in life is clarity of God's divine purpose, the appointment, the assignment. But it wasn't the only time. Then there was a second anointing. That second anointing in 2 Samuel is the anointing of acceptance. You are anointed. And the men of Judah came. And there they are anointed. David came over to the house of Judah. This, 2 Samuel 2.4, write it down, is the anointing of acceptance. See, God will anoint you where you realize you're anointed before other people realize you're anointed. He will anoint you first, give you clarity about your assignment, and then people will accept it. Not everyone, the people, not everyone needs to approve you. I'm gonna stop there and put this thing down. Not everyone, stop looking for everyone's approval. Not everyone needs to approve you. Not everyone needs to validate you. Not everyone needs to put like on your post. Not everyone needs to affirm you. God has already selected a handful of people, certain people that have to approve you. Once they accept it, what does that mean? Once they recognize your anointing, all the doors will open up in your favor and you will occupy the promises that God has laid out for you. But do not look for universal approval. There is no such animal. It is the anointing of acceptance. That's when he was. But then there's a third anointing. That third anointing. There at Hebron, King David made a covenant before the Lord with the elders of Israel. And they anointed him king of Israel. Not just Judah now, but Israel. What we would say in Stockton and Sacramento, the whole enchilada. 2 Samuel 5.3. That's the anointing of advancement. Write them down. The anointing of assignment, the anointing of acceptance, and the anointing of advancement. If you believe these three anointings are coming your way, lift up one hand. If you want them, lift up both hands. How about this? If you need them, lift up both hands and a foot. If you believe you're about to receive them, now, this season, beginning with this service, lift up both hands and both feet. And if you believe through this anointing, you are about to occupy what you have never occupied before. Now give them the kind of praise that lets them know that you're not kidding. 
So you may be smart, you may be beautiful, you may be influential, you may be relevant, you may be trending, but the real question you have to ask yourself is, are you anointed? Are you anointed? What is the anointing? Let's digress here for a moment. The anointing is heaven's authority upon your divine assignment. The anointing is God's power to fulfill his purpose. The anointing is God's presence that enables you to occupy his promises. The anointing is God's super over your natural, enabling you to experience the supernatural. The anointing is when the grace, the gift, and the glory of God inside of you come together, empowering you to change the world in front of you. Mark 6.13, they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. Acts 10.38 God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. In 2023, there are a bunch of people oppressed by the devil. You, am I supposed to say that now in these days? There are people bound by Satan. We, and and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to take a little, little sidetrack here. Not every, there are people that have issues, and we don't want to say it even in churches because, oh, I don't know if you, but listen, there are people that need counseling, and then there are people that need to be rebuked in the name of Jesus by the power of God. We got to have the maturity to distinguish between. Are you following me? There are people that have daddy issues. And then there are people that have demonic issues. There are people that have issues that have to be dealt with across the board. We all have issues. But we have to be able to distinguish. The anointing enables us to do that. The anointing, the anointing, the anointing, James 5.14. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. From Genesis to Revelation, we discover... That anointed people do what others will not do. Three of you like that. Anointed, anointed people do what others cannot do. Anointed people do not whine. Anointed people worship. Anointed people do not focus on the darkness. Anointed people turn on the light. Anointed people do not make excuses. Anointed people make history. Under the anointing, what do people do? Under the anointing, we shout down walls. We bring down giants. We pray down fire. We cast out devils. We lay hands on the sick. We speak truth with love. We pursue righteousness. We show our children how to pray. We advance the Lamb's agenda. We do justice. We love mercy. We walk humbly before God. Under the anointing, what do we do? We change the are there any anointed people in Sacramento, California? If you're anointed and you know it, raise your hand. Some of y'all clapped your hand because you said, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hand. Repeat after me. I'm not just saved. I'm not just delivered. I'm not just healed. I'm not just chosen. I am anointed. And repeat after me. My family's anointed. My dream is anointed. My faith is anointed. My future is anointed. And today, I am receiving a fresh anointing in the name of Jesus. Y'all ready for this? And how many do want a fresh oil, fresh anointing? But shouldn't some of you be asking, theologically speaking, if you were here last week, if the anointing is the Holy Spirit, 1 John 2, 27, which he is, because it says, you have received the anointing, who is the Holy Spirit, who lives inside of you. Aren't we asking for a fresh Holy Spirit? Isn't that weird? 
That is a good question, and it is weird, because when you get fresh oil, you're not asking for a new Holy Spirit. It's not you get new Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit doing something new in you, with you, for you, and through you. Anybody want that anointing? New seasons require a fresh anointing. New assignments require a fresh anointing. New opportunities require a fresh anointing. David received three of them. Here's what he said in Psalm 92, verse 10. I have been anointed with fresh oil. The first anointing, of course, is the anointing of assignment, where you discover God's purpose. David stood there. Samuel took the flask of oil, anointed with... You know the story. We've hit... If you haven't known it, I'm going to give you a little quick, but you should know it. If you know the story of David, raise your hand. Raise your hand. If you know it a little bit, raise both hands. If you forgot what you knew because you forget what you know, raise both hands in the first hand. So David is, David's a cool story because Israel has a king, their first king, King Saul. He's, and he is a self-absorbed individual who's disobeying God's word. He's rebellious. He, he, is, he embodies the idea of narcissism. And, and he knew it. God warned him. He totally neglected God. He was all into himself. He was completely about himself. He, he was completely about himself. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you something that I didn't even share at 9 o'clock in the morning. That, that same Saul, you all remember when David was going to fight Goliath? What did, what did Saul do? Remember that? Who remembers that? You remember that? What did Saul do? David's about to fight the giant and Saul says, ah, 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 here, put on this. Do you know why? Yeah, I know it wasn't his armor, but do you, you know David said, I can't use this. But do you know why, why Saul was so insisting? Because Saul wanted the glory. You missed it. Saul wanted David to defeat Goliath with his armor. So at the end of the day, Saul could say, that's my thing, that you did it with my thing. You did it with my armor. It's, I'm not, it's, you, never, it's, it's, you, you need to be mindful of people that want you to do things under their armor and their noisy and their stuff. Because be careful with people that put something on you, even when they say it's for your own good. Because some of their intentions may be that they were going to get the glory. Sometimes God will let you fight some things without anything. Not somebody's help, somebody's armor. Why? At the end of the day, when the giant comes down, the only one that will get the glory is the one who showed up in the midst of your battle and the one who saw you through. So, so that king saw. That king saw that narcissistic self-absorbed. Every selfie is about him. He, God says, I'm done with you. You've disobeyed me enough. I've gave you so many chances. I'm going to yank my spirit away from you. He did. He did. One more thing. Learn this. Learn this. Watch this. They didn't do this at 9 o'clock. Well, learn this. We have to edit that part later on because at 9 o'clock gets jealous. So <laughs> what did God take away from Saul? His what? Literally, his holy... The Holy Spirit left him. The Bible says the Holy Spirit left the king. No, who left the king? The Lord said, my spirit will no longer be around you. You're done. I'm yanking my spirit. And then when David sinned, when David sinned, knowing what happened to Saul, Psalm chapter 51, do you know what David says in the middle of Psalm? You can take everything you want away from me. You could take away my keys, my Maserati, my bank account, my Wells Fargo, Bank of America, my Bitcoin, my followers on Instagram. 
but there's something that I please beg you don't ever take away from me I saw what happened to the last guy uh-uh-uh. I can't live without it I can't walk without it I can't breathe without it I can't worship do not take your Holy Spirit we gotta learn from what others go through and everybody here, we have innovators and influencers here. It's good to read about people's successes, but it is better to read about people's failures. Don't just learn from what others have done to succeed. Learn from what others did to fail. Okay. Let's make an altar call and we're done. I'm like, oh boy. Ooh. That king, that king, God says, that guy, all right, Samuel, the prophet was Samuel, what a great name, Samuel, 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 find me a new king, but I've already selected him, the family, one of Jesse's boys, go get him, so Samuel comes around, he goes, all right, Jesse, give me your boys, this Mac Daddy handsome looking tall, dark, and handsome first guy. The other David was tall, dark, and handsome too, by the way. Beautiful eyes. Don't, don't, don't surprise. But the first guy, his, his brother comes out. His brother comes out, and his brother comes out first. His brother was like, wow. His brother was like, wow. So Samuel looks at him and says, that guy must be it. Because he sees it's like this amazing, you know, Mac Daddy Mac handsome. And, oh. And then the Holy Spirit tells Samuel, no, 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 you missed it. You're, you're looking at outward what? But I look at the mm, It ain't him. It ain't him. So who is it? So then, then Samuel was like traumatized now that he missed it. The prophet. The prophet missed it. How about that? Mm. The prophet missed it, but he heard from the Holy Spirit, which is great to correct it. And he goes, all right, get. Then, then, then Jesse would go, look at the other one. He was so traumatized. No, he ain't it. He ain't it. He ain't it. He ain't it. He didn't want to miss it again. And then finally, do you have any more? Yeah, I have one more, but this guy is working in the field. He smells like sheep. Y'all don't want this guy. Finally, and all of it, somebody get David. And David comes around. David smells like he was in the field. He comes in. Holy Spirit says, that's him. That's him. And it wasn't like King Charles. There was no ceremony on CNN and Fox and MSNBC. There was nothing on Facebook, Instagram, the accountant, BBC, all the different. No, there wasn't a billion plus people watching the coronation. No. Do you know who saw it? The prophet and his brothers and his band. It was private. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When David was first anointed to be king, he was a shepherd boy. God is about to use shepherd boys and girls once again. He is about to elevate the unknown to make him known. He is about to do, oh, this, he's about to use those that have been overlooked to carry his overflow. Are you in this auditorium? The overlooked, those that have been in obscurity are about to carry his overflow. God is about to use people who have sinned but have been washed by the blood of Jesus. God, 
God is about to use people who have been through a process but are able to preach about the final outcome. If God, if God can anoint the shepherd boy, he can anoint the school teacher. If he can anoint the shepherd boy, he can anoint an engineer. If he can anoint, uh, if he can anoint the shepherd boy, he can anoint a single mom who is raising two kids but she loves Jesus and she believes the best is yet to come. If God can anoint the shepherd boy, he can anoint a retired police officer. Now, what does that mean? If God can anoint a, a shepherd boy that no one knew about, hidden in obscurity, smelling like sheep, he's about to use you to change the world around you for his glory. Are there any shepherd boys in the house? Are there any shepherd girls in the house? I dare you to say, use me. If you really, if you really have enough faith, lift up your hands and say, use me. God, whatever you want to do, I give you my life. Use it. Use it for your glory. Use it to lift up your name. God's about to use 21st century David. When David was first anointed to be king, he was not Samuel's first choice. You may have been neglected in previous seasons. You may have not been the first choice by others. In the eyes of others, you were not even on the list. But in the eyes of God, you're never in second place. You all missed that. In the eyes of God, there is no such thing as second place Christians, third place Christians, fourth place Christians, fifth place Christians. Everyone, if you're saved, if the blood of Jesus washed you, if you're full of the Holy Spirit, we are all equally the righteousness of God, blessed and highly favored, anointed and appointed, called, chosen, commissioned, and you are the apple of his eye. The Bible says you are his masterpiece. So you're not second place. You are first in the heart of God and in the presence of God. When David was first anointed to be king, he was anointed privately. Stop. His private anointing preceded his public anointing. I'm going to drop the mic and walk away. There are people that want the platform without being privately anointed. You want the anointing when you preach when you haven't received the anointing when you pray. You want the anointing to sing on the stage when you haven't received the anointing to worship in your shower. What you do privately will determine what God will do through you publicly. I'm preaching to five people right now. I'm preaching to seven. I'm preaching to ten. What you do privately will determine what God does with you publicly. I'm going to say that one more time. People didn't see you pray. People didn't see you cry. But God did. People didn't see you when you were broken in your shower and you cried out to God. But He did. People never saw you when you were driving and you were saying, God, are you real? I feel broken right now. I need you to show up. Others didn't see it. But God did. He anoints you in the private before He anoint you in the public anybody know what I'm talking about anybody had a private encounter with God that changed you anybody experienced God privately if that's you lift up your hands just lift them up I'm gonna land this we'll continue next week lift up your hands that's it we'll continue next week he will anoint you in the private space before he anoints you in the public place you must be anointed in your prayer closet before he anoints you on the platform he will anoint you while you're praying before he anoints you when you're preaching. Ooh, the private anointing comes first. The closet anointing comes first. The weeping in the shower anointing comes first. The laid out on your carpet anointing comes first. Ooh, 
you got this lift up your hands for every person here who privately no one saw it it didn't go public I feel the Lord what he promised you privately will be witnessed publicly what he has done with you in the private even things that no one will ever know about because it's so intimate the benefits the fruits the outcomes the favor of that will be viewed by everyone your private battle is about to yield a public reward lift up your hands I feel the Lord I'm gonna land this right here we'll continue this next week stand with me you are standing those that are not standing stand with me we'll continue this I just feel the Lord right now it was what happened in the private place No coronation, no coronation, guys. The most famous king of Israel, when he was first anointed, no ceremony, no cameras, man. It's just, has anybody been in a place where it's, it's God telling you, it's just, it's just you and me. It's just you and me, it's just you and me, it's just you and me. It's just you and me, it's just you and me, it's just you and me. It's just you and me, it's just you and me, it's just you and me. You have to be anointed in private before you're anointed in public. Your private anointing will determine your public reward. If you got this, lift up your hands. I feel God here. I sense God here. I want to show you something as you're standing with me. This is what David did. David comes out. Just dirty up. Just dirty, comes out. Huh? Imagine Jesse. Well, David, David, the prophet has something to tell you. Because he was not happy about this. Not, you know, he thought the other boys had it. And, and Samuel says, ha, ha, God says you're it. The guy just came out of the field. No Google, no internet, no chat GPT. Knew nothing. Just comes out. God says you will be the king of Israel. Imagine that. I'm going to show you what David did not do. Are you ready? David did not go like this. You talking to me? You, there's no way, dude. There's, you mean my brother, the guy with like more muscles, that guy there. Fabio, the guy with the hair, that guy there. Me? Never did that. David never said this. Oh God, there's just, there's no way. This is, I'm not, you gotta get somebody else. I... No, he never, the Bible never says he pushed back, he hesitated or doubted at all. Here's what happened. David, God has chosen you to be king. And here's David. Okay. Okay. It's, dude, it didn't surprise him. It didn't rock him. No, no, you, you missed it. You know what David was, we know what David would do in the field according to the Bible? David, David in the field would spend, this guy was weird because he would fight against lions and bears, but he would also write songs and poetry and worship and sing unto Jesus. 
He was an artist, a creator, a warrior, a UFC fighter. This guy was everything. The Renaissance man. He was brilliant. He was a thinker. He was a strategist. He had architectural design about buildings. This guy was brilliant. So he was talking to God long enough. So he's been worshiping God long enough. In other words, I'm not surprised that God wants to use me. I'm not surprised that God would. Hey, how about this? Don't be surprised when God heals your entire family. You shouldn't be surprised when the people you love come running up here giving their hearts to Jesus. You should say, God, thank you. But it shouldn't surprise you because if you are in his presence long enough, you have an expectation that all things are. React like David. Don't be surprised. Lift up your hands. Don't be surprised with what God's about to do in you next. It won't surprise you. It's going to surprise the world, but not you. It's going to surprise your people around you, but not you. You won't be surprised because you expect greater things. God, if God gives you a job of your, of your dreams so you can become a blessing and advance his kingdom even more, it shouldn't surprise you. It may surprise some of the co-workers who were not promoted, but you were promoted overnight. But it shouldn't surprise you. You should just step into it. What did David do? Just, all right, I'm stepping into this anointing. Look at your neighbor and tell him, neighbor, I'm not surprised that God's about to favor me and favor you. I'm not surprised that the glory of Jesus is about to shine upon me and upon you. I'm not surprised that my entire family will be saved. I will not be surprised when the medical report says everything is in perfect order. I won't be surprised when all my debts are paid off supernaturally. I won't be surprised when doors open up in my favor. I won't be surprised when the anointing in me will promote freedom around the people that surround me. I won't be Anybody waiting for it? Anybody expecting it? You got this word? You really got this word? You're anointed to be king. I'm king. You're anointed to be the king. You'll be the next king of Israel. But there's a king already there. Daniel, this did not happen. David did not say, now that I'm the king, I'm gonna take him out. I'm gonna call my boys. All of my cousins in Turlock. We roll, we roll deep. I'm gonna call them. We're gonna call them. And they're gonna come in. No, never. You know what he did the next day? He literally took that anointing. Read it. All right, I'm anointed to be king. No one knows except me, God, the prophet, and my brothers and my dad, and they're not happy about it. So I know what I'm going to do this anointing. I'm not going to be braggadocious. I'm not going to change the way I dress. I'm not going to change my looks. I'm not going to be buying stuff and putting it on credit because one day I'm going to be able to pay for it. know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna serve the king you missed it he started serving Saul what do you need I'm, 
the armor bearer. Bring him. They brought him. You're my new armor bearer. You're my new servant. David walks into serving the man that he's going to one day replace and he knows it. He doesn't tell him that. He's just, he's quiet. Because before you win, you have to wait. You're anointed to wait. Somebody say you're anointed to wait. Before you win, you have to wait. Before you lead, you have to serve. You're anointed to serve before you're anointed to lead. Don't you dare ask God to be a leader if you don't want to serve. You have to serve in order to lead. You're anointed to serve in order to lead. Oh, I'm preaching out of five people. You are anointed to serve before you're anointed to lead. You are anointed to serve. Serve, serve, serve. Do you know the leaders that have failed have a number of common characteristics. One of them is that they were terrible servants. You're anointed to serve before you're anointed to lead. And even when you're leading, you're still serving. You're anointed to wait before you're anointed to win. And even when you win, you still, you still wait. Uh, okay, we're done. Lift up your hands. Let me give you the oil. Hand out the oil. It's, we have so many people here. The place is packed. If there's a, we cannot have everybody come up and get the oil. Is that, is there a way of just, because there's just no way. We'll be, we'll have bottleneck here for a while. Everybody look up here, please. As they give out the oil. Look up here. He's here. He's here. Here's David in King Saul's court. And, and, and all of a sudden, Saul, somebody remind me, what did God take away from King Saul? The spirit. So the Bible says that he was tormented by spirits. God permitted spirits, depression and fear to torment him. Not only did God permit it, God gave the green light. All right? Yet you don't want me. You're going to reap the consequences of you rejecting me. There is a world out there living the consequences of rejecting the living God. That's the fact. So over here, so David comes along. And David says, what do you have? Tormenting spirits. David says, I got this. Somebody get me a harp. And he starts playing the harp. He starts worshiping. This is the artist now, David the artist. He, David, the Bible says that David fought with lions and bears and he won. The same one that fought lions and bears would also worship the Lord and God would show up. We need people right now in the church. We need people in the kingdom that know how to fight off the lions and the bears, but they likewise know how to lift up their hands and worship the King of Kings and the Lords of... You need to be both a warrior and a worshiper. Tell your neighbor, I'm a warrior and I'm a worshiper. No, do it with me. I'm a warrior, but I'm a worshiper. I can fight and I can praise. I can rebuke the devil and lift up the name of Jesus. When you're anointed with this David anointing, this Davidic anointing, you're both a warrior and a worshiper. And he would play and, and the spirits would flee. And so you're anointed, your assignment is to what? You're anointed, your assignment, your assignment. Your, your, let me just give it to you. Here it is, that's right. Your assignment is to serve before you lead. God anoints the private you before he anoints the public you. God anoints you to serve before he anoints you to lead. God anoints you in the presence of your family before he anoints you in the presence of your enemies. And he anoints you to wait before he anoints you to win.
First John 2.20, you have received the anointing by the Holy One. You have everything you need. You have all the knowledge you need. If you receive this first anointing, next week will deliver the other two. If you receive this anointing of assignment with everything we just covered, lift up one hand. If you're going to serve from this moment on in order to lead, and even when you lead, you will serve, lift up both hands. If you understand your private anointing will determine the public reward, lift them up a little bit higher. If you understand that under this anointing, you have to wait before you win, but once you win, you'll still wait for even greater things, lift them up a little bit higher. That's the anointing you receive today, the anointing of assignment. You're not surprised that God is anointing you and that God has chosen you. You're not surprised, but you will pursue it with integrity and humility. In the name of Jesus, give him one more shout of praise. Somebody shout, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. No joke, watch God show up. So here it is, let's do this. Let's open it. No. Over here, sunshine. I won't do this without you. I'm gonna make sure you get it. And if I have to, I will wait. I will wait. Did you get that, Daniel? I will wait. Because I just preached about waiting. All right, listen. I thought, you know, we're connecting the dots here. I thought we were gonna just go full circle the door. Sorry, Pastor Ava, it's just nonsense. Pastor Ava, you look so beautiful today. I don't want to fall in temptation again. Just go in and out burger. I just compared you to an in and out burger. That came out really bad. Came out. That came out bad. We'll leave that right here. All right. Y'all have it? Edward, you ready? Lift it up. I need some help here. Jace, come up here, buddy. Hold my microphone for a moment. I just sense Holy Spirit all over this place right now. I sense His Spirit so. Edward, come here real quick. I'm instructed by the Lord to place upon you a new anointing for a new you, for a new season. Come here. A new. Everything is made new. Everything is made new. The private and the public, there'll be a continuum. Everything is made new. The private and the public perfectly aligned, everything is made new. The anointing coming upon you you've never had before. You, you will see the fullness of God's glory. Even the things that will be held, things that have been held back are about to be released upon you. Mantles, opportunities, contracts, favor, platforms for His name to be exalted. You will write songs that others have never written. You will sing a new song, create new atmospheres. You will trigger new people, prompt others new to come into the presence of God. The Lord says, is the new fresh oil at the count of three somebody say receive it one two three yo 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 receive that new anointing in the name of jesus somebody praise like he got it all right you did it right here hold on jace take the oil and and don't freak out on me this is I'm going to do something with the oil that you're going to do likewise. You take the oil and go like this and make a cross. That's it. Other really, oh, stop that. Get over yourself. 
You know what? I love the cross. It, we, we need to fill the world with the cross. There are other symbols dominating cities and generations more than the cross. Let the cross be the number one symbol, the number one flag, the number one carry, the number one everything. Let it be the cross. Now I'm going to release this anointing upon you by the by instructions that are biblically substantiated from the Word of God. We're going to do this, but before I do that, I need to ask you, do you have enough faith? And don't be honest with me. With that oil, do you have enough faith to literally anoint the people around you you love the most? You, you said yes? Now, I'm not, I'm not ignorant to the fact that we may have some drama with some family members and friends that, that barely talk to you and God forbid would they permit you to go. There's a way of doing it where they don't know, but they'll find out. Pastor Jeff, come up here. It's NFL Day. Our former NFL player from the Seattle Seahawks. Give it up here for Pastor Jeff Carter. I want to show them how to do this. So if you have somebody in your family who doesn't want to talk to you, barely, barely talks to you, but they don't, they're never going to receive you. Oh, can I pray for you? The way you do it is, Jason, let me have some more. You get some oil. You put it on before you see them. Put it in your hand. Put it, give me more. Don't let them know it. Here. And you see them. Hey, how are you? Oh, great to see you. Yeah, great to see you. Hey, if something happens in the next 24 hours, give me a call. And you will be giving me a call. I'm here to tell you I'm not kidding. The anointing destroys the yoke. The anointing has power to change everything. So we're going to pray for people. Now, let me ask again. If, if you, with that oil, will promise to pray for every room in your house, lift up your hands. You're going to anoint the rooms. Pastor Sam, you mean physically? I mean literally you're going to get some of that oil. You're going to go room by room. All right, do you have enough faith to anoint your phone, your computers, your iPads, your laptops? Oh, come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. From that moment on, Holy Spirit is charged. Nothing, you will see nothing that will offend God and nothing will come out that will bind you and hold you back in the name of Jesus. How many have crazy anointing that you actually anoint your cars? You know what that means? Mobility. That you will only be driven to places of destiny. So don't get upset with God if you're in that car and you're on your way to that bar to get drunk. And somehow the car doesn't turn on, the car doesn't function. But the moment you say, I'm not going to go to the bar and get drunk, I'm going to go home or I'm going to go online to my small group, I'm going to do my devotions or I'm just going to spend quality time with my family, suddenly the car turns on. Don't blame it on anything else but the fact that your car was anointed. You anoint, you anoint everything. You, you can even open up your phone like we open up your phones and start anointed, pray, literally, your Wells Fargo, Bank of America, whatever it may be. You, you open up your, your finances. You, put, you literally take the oil, open up your account and go, here it is. Holy Spirit, take care of my finances. Holy Spirit, take care of this. I'm telling you, God showed up. That's him. So you have it? You have it? Did you already do it? Let me see. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Extra virgin olive oil. 
do you know what makes it extra virgin that it was picked crushed the moment it was ready y'all missed that dr garza sent me some great notes of someone he spoke to that owns an orchard and i went what the moment it comes out don't let the oil be hanging where it goes to waste use the oil use the anointing god has given you placed inside of you and placed upon you lift up the oil we received our first anointing we are 16 minutes out more than normal the spanish church you know how those latinos are they took a long time and the preacher for that service boy that guy uh, so hopefully we'll manage that next week and i'll, I'll have a car i promise i'm talking to the preacher i'm gonna have a one-to-one -one with that guy anyway lift it up heavenly father you gave me this word you said just like david was anointed three times you said you are pouring out a multi-fold anointing of assignment of acceptance and of advancement this is purpose passion and promise this is the anointing of the heart the head and the hand this right here today we receive our assignment so we're all going to do it with your anointing heavenly father repeat after me heavenly father i receive my assignment I receive this anointing thank you for anointing me thank you for anointing me to serve in order to lead and even when I lead I will serve thank you for anointing me in my private place before anointing me in my public space thank you for anointing me to wait before I win and even when I win I will still wait for greater things. I receive this anointing for me and my house. In the mighty name of Jesus, for your glory, with this anointing, I will worship, I will serve, I will change the world. In Jesus' name, if you got this, give them the best shout of 2020. Come on, somebody praise like you're anointed. Somebody worship like you're anointed. Somebody rejoice like you are anointed.